Knoxville Tower, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, taxi via Alpha Taxiway. No delay, wind 2904, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, clear for takeoff, traffic 3 mile final. Read back correct, tower for taxi, have a good flight. Welcome to From the Runway Up. I'm Becky. And I'm Caitlin. And we work in the Public Relations Department at McGee Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. We understand that going behind the scenes in an airport these days isn't as easy as it used to be. So that's where this podcast comes in. Each episode, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look of current events at our airport and in the aviation industry as a whole. So fasten your safety belts and join us on this aviation adventure. Welcome to our most recent edition of From the Runway Up. We are so glad that you're joining us today in a different format. We are using technology again today uh, to be able to talk to different passengers who have had different travel experiences since the start of the pandemic in March of this year. And so we hoped that they would be able to share to you their perspective of air travel and what they've experienced and maybe offer some tips on how to best travel right now. Absolutely. We get so many questions about what air travel looks like. And so we thought, what better way to answer those questions than using people that have traveled through our airport recently? Well, and this is a good time to be talking about it because over the summer, we have seen very slowly passenger traffic return to the airport and we are seeing more people coming through our building. So, you know, the questions that we get from the public have gone from what are you doing to keep the terminal clean to now how do we safely navigate the airport and what can I expect when I do travel? Like you mentioned, Becky, we are seeing, you know, our passenger numbers increase slightly. Um, But I do think as we move throughout this year and into early next year, you know, our numbers are going to fluctuate a lot more than they did in the past. Like, for example, we will use our parking occupancy numbers just to show you. So in April, that was our lowest point that we saw here at Mickey Tyson Airport. And we had a 2% parking occupancy rate in April. And then if you look at our numbers for the July 4th holiday weekend, we had a parking occupancy rate of 23%. So that was a pretty big jump. And like I mentioned, I mean, that shows that people are traveling again, but I think that our numbers are going to continue to go up and down as maybe as cases increase and decrease and people continue to, to feel comfortable flying through the airport. Well, and hopefully this podcast will help you to feel more comfortable about what's going on at the airport and other airports, not only around our country, but also going to interview someone who's traveled overseas recently to give you a perspective of international travel. And so this is a good podcast to listen to if you're on the fence. And, And for us, we just want you to know we're ready and we're here and we would love to provide you with any information or answer any of your questions. And you can do that by going to our website at fromtherunwayup.com or you are welcome to use any of the airport social media channels to reach out to us. So the industry experts that we are going to interview for this podcast are going to be people that have traveled recently. And I just wanted to share that I actually traveled, when was it? In May, late May. And my family and I flew through McGee Tyson Airport to Miami International Airport. Um, Some tips that I would like to share is we actually could have flown into an airport closer to our destination, but I decided 
to pick a nonstop destination um, just because I felt like going directly from one airport to another would be a little bit cleaner, a little bit safer. You know, that's one less plane that we have to get off and on and then one less airport. Um, So I would recommend that. And but overall, very great travel experience, completely different travel experience than pre pandemic. But everyone was wearing their masks, the plane wasn't that full. And but like I said, we had a great experience. But you'll hear from four other passengers that recently traveled and you'll hear about their experiences as well. So we want to kick off this podcast with interviewing a pilot. He's a pilot for um, one of the legacy carriers at McGee Tyson Airport and he travels very frequently. We appreciate you taking a few seconds before you hop on another flight um, to talk with us today. So can you tell us a little bit, I guess for our listeners, can you introduce yourself and tell us where you recently traveled and why? Yeah. Well, my name is Matt. I'm a uh, pilot for one of the Legacy Airlines. And uh, most recently, I commute in and out of Tyson. I'm based in Charlotte, so I, I use that flight back and forth. But I've been based in New York and Philly and Miami, all direct flights out of Tyson. So it makes the commute quite convenient. But my wife and I, we do a little bit of traveling as well. And most recently, we traveled up to Providence, Rhode Island to see uh, some friends up there. So we like to say we keep the you know runway hot in and out of Tyson. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what were your thoughts uh, about traveling during a pandemic? What was different to you? Yeah, well, when it first happened, when, you know, things started first shut down and we didn't really know what the future held, you know, to be quite honest, the airports were empty. I mean, if you wanted to physically distance yourself from people, the airport was probably the place to do it. I mean, there was nobody there and airfares were quite low. Probably your biggest hurdle would be actually finding a flight because the airlines were canceling so many flights. So it was, it was very tough to find a flight anywhere. And then two, uh, finding food was really tough because all the shops and restaurants started to close inside the airport. So when it first happened, you know, it was probably honestly one of the better times to fly. That is starting to change. Passenger counts are starting to pick back up. But, you know, overall, it hasn't been a terrible time to fly. I'll say that. Well, because you have been in so many airports, do you have any kind of uh, tips you would give our listeners on navigating the air travel experience right now? Yeah, absolutely. There's probably three good tips that I would probably give. Uh, One would be wear a mask. Two would be pack snacks. And three would be don't crowd the boarding lanes. You know, I... I absolutely hate wearing a mask. If I can keep from doing it, I will. But, you know, we do it to protect other people, right? So I do wear them a mask while I'm in the terminal, when I'm in the aircraft. Uh, I do wear it just to protect everybody else. So the policy is for most airports that I've been in and the airlines are to wear the mask to protect others. So that would be my first advice, wear it as much as possible. My second advice would be to pack snacks. So restaurants are starting to open back up, but so are the passenger counts. So the lines at the restaurants are getting really long. So if you have a tight connection between flights, you might not be able to grab anything to eat. So pack a snack because most airlines are not doing the in-flight food and beverage service. Uh, So it's nice to have something on board with you. Now, I will say along with that, If you do start to get thirsty on board a flight or you just absolutely need a snack and you don't have anything, you know, feel free to ask a flight attendant, especially for the airline I fly for. We do have the snacks and stuff on board. They're just not doing the actual physical food and beverage service where they walk up and down the aisle. And then lastly, I'll say 
don't crowd the boarding lanes. So obviously we, we want to maintain physical and social distance to sort of mitigate this whole thing. And, and really the best way to do that is when you're in the boarding area and you're getting ready to board your flight and they start boarding, just remain in your seat until they call your specific group to board and then walk up to the boarding lanes. It's really tough to maintain any kind of physical distance when the boarding lanes get sort of crowded and stuff like that. So for the safety of everybody else, you know, just uh, wait in your seat and that'll really help maintain that six feet of physical separation. Which is completely different than what we used to do. You know, typically yeah, whenever exactly. you're boarding, everyone, you know, gets ready for their flight. So that's a great, great piece of advice. So my final question to you, and um, I think I might know the answer is, do you feel safe to to continue traveling? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do feel safe. You know, even now with the aircraft cleaning measures that have been taken, when you walk through airports, there's hand sanitizing stations everywhere, both at McGee Tyson and all the other airports I fly in and out of. When we land, I mean, the aircraft just gets swamped and swarmed with people cleaning, wiping down surfaces and stuff like that. So, you know, if ever, you know, this is probably one of the safest and cleanest times to fly just because of all of the mitigation measures that the airlines and the airports are taking to keep passengers safe. So other than um, traveling for your job, do you have any upcoming trips planned with you and your family? We do. We're actually, uh, we are traveling to Key West next month with some family. So yeah, and we're going to be flying out of Tyson then as well. Oh, well, good. That sounds like a fun trip. (laughs) Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, thank you for joining us today and taking time out of your busy schedule to help educate people about what's going on in airports these days, especially from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I enjoy the podcast and I enjoy all the Instagram posts. So it was an honor to, to come on. So I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now we had the opportunity to take a few minutes to chat with Brooke, who we found on Instagram, who wanted to share their stories with us. And she's very interesting because she's a different perspective than Matt. Matt, being a pilot, he looks at it from a work perspective. And she's a traveler who was actually flying into a very unique destination at the very beginning of the pandemic. Okay, Brooke, so thank you so much for joining us today on our podcast. Can you start just by introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah, my name is Brooke, and I work actually at Pilot Flying J full-time on the corporate side, and then I'm also a blogger and influencer content creator. Awesome, and that's how you heard about us and our podcast was through social media. So um, where did you travel recently, and why? So in March, um, a girlfriend and I went to New York City. Um, New York is one of my favorite, favorite places. And I try to go at least once a year if I can. And we already had that trip booked. And it was right when things started getting a little crazy. But I still wanted to go because I think I would have been devastated if we didn't get to go. <laughs> so that's why I went. It's because it's my one of my like yearly things. And I was like, I have to go. Well, and so what were your thoughts um, traveling? You traveled from McGee Tyson to LaGuardia? Yeah. So what did you think? What was different? I think the biggest thing that was different that, and I think some people may have already been doing this and I just never have, but because we are going to New York, which was extremely heightened everything there. Um, We were wiping everything down the second we got into the airplane and the airport. I mean, extra like sanitizing. I carried wipes these little like mini wipes with me and then other like big like Clorox wipes that I wiped my luggage down and stuff. So that was probably the biggest thing that was different at that time. No one was wearing masks and they weren't like telling anyone to wear masks. So it was just sanitizing everything we touched, which after I did that, 
I was kind of like, you know, probably should have been doing this to begin. Maybe not like on this crazy of a level, but it wasn't like, it wasn't super inconvenient. It was just, it made me feel cleaner also. We wiped down the seats in the airplane once we got on the plane, wiping those down, the trays, anything we would touch in the plane. And then of course, anything you touch going through security and things like that. Well, and I bet, especially in New York, once you arrived, it was a little different than maybe you had expected it to be because of what was going on. Did you feel like you picked up any tips on your return flight from that area that maybe some of our listeners could benefit from? I think at that point, honestly, people were starting to doing the social distancing. So they were starting to be better about space. And that was really like, that was the biggest thing to me, just because with airports, you never know who's next to you and where they've been. I think that was the biggest thing I noticed was people are just being more careful about standing close to people, not being in your space. And people are more patient as well when you're trying to wipe things down. I think that was the most comforting thing is when I'm trying to wipe everything down or other people are, no one was pushing you out of the way because they're in such a hurry at the airport. Because I always felt like that was also maybe a reason why I didn't do certain things before is because everyone's always in such a rush. And if you slow someone down at the airport, it's like... (laughs) Yeah, we know. And we're seeing that now too. I mean, we're seeing people giving everyone their space and and, and spacing themselves out in queue lines and maybe not being as rushed when they're waiting to get on board the aircraft. Yes. I, I think that was probably the biggest thing I noticed. And I actually enjoyed it because while I love to travel, that was one thing that always stressed me out at airports is when I'm, I'm generally in a hurry as well. So I don't want to be in someone else's way if I know they're in a bigger hurry than me. So I, I enjoyed the, the grace that everyone seemed to give to everyone. Hopefully that is something that continues moving forward. Yes. Not just best practice, but something that is a change in behavior because of, of what we're going through right now. I think it will be. You know, there's stories, there's been the stories where people have gotten like a little crazy and more grumpy at people about things. But I think at least with travel, everyone understands we all have a place to go and we also are trying to be safe. I think at least the traveling people are being more patient. Well, so overall, did you feel comfortable with your travel experience? And I know you flew in March, but do you have any trips planned in the future or do you feel comfortable traveling again? So as far as traveling in March, I will say I was nervous because airplanes in general make me nervous. And I'm not normally a nervous person as far as being sick, but I have definitely had flights when people next to me have been sneezing and coughing and snotty and just all the things. I'm just like, oh my gosh, can they (laughs) just have a different seat? Yeah. And then I haven't traveled yet. I am planning to travel in the next, actually I have two trips planned this coming month and then in November. So I do feel totally comfortable traveling because honestly, while wearing masks aren't the most comfortable thing to do, at least on a plane to me, it's such a small space of circulated air that everybody's breathing. I think that is a good place to wear one. And I think anybody beforehand that might have wanted to, but felt weird, at least now you can. And you don't feel like you're going to get somebody else's germs next to you. Yeah. So I, I feel totally comfortable traveling, actually. Well, good. good. Yeah. And we appreciate you traveling. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, tell me where to go and I'll go. I love to travel. So I think the biggest thing is we all know like how so many surfaces are touched in airports. And I think as long as you're being careful with those things, not licking handrails and just washing your hands. 
I mean, I don't see it. No one is in those places for like long periods of time. You're just going by. And so I don't see a reason to be afraid to go live your life and travel and see places where we can go. Well, and you made the good point, you know, there's a bunch of places in the airport where people touch all the time. And I think as you know, working at the airport, that's one of the things that our staff has done is cleaning all those frequently touched places. You know, we did that previously, but now everything is we're stepping up our game even more. And so, yeah, I think it, it makes you think about how we were traveling in the past. And and yeah. now I think we're all just being extra careful for ourselves and for other travelers. Yeah. I will say when you said that you guys did it before, but you're extra doing it now, I will say I've told everyone my trip in March to New York, which everyone was just like, oh my gosh, we're going to New York right now. Cause literally the day I got back, everything shut down the next morning in New York oh, city. Wow. So it was very close to home with everything, but that is probably the cleanest, best trip I've ever had ever. And I think that's why I feel like it would be good for people to understand it's okay to travel because it feels cleaner than it's ever felt. I mean, the city in general, New York was so clean. And then the airports, even McGee Tyson and LaGuardia were both just immaculate. Perfect. And hopefully it it stays that way, like we've said for, you know, months and years to come. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else that you want to add or tell our listeners about traveling? I think the only thing that I would just a little tip that I did a lot of places are like, especially with all the craziness as far as out of hand sanitizer, if you can't find any or even like the Clorox wipes, the travel size ones, because everybody likes to travel in their travel size. The thing that I did, I took little alcohol cotton pads that the doctors use and little individual packs and you tear it open this little sheet of alcohol pads. So I had like a stack of those purse to wipe down small surfaces. So I didn't waste like a whole Clorox wipe. And then I just made my own little travel packs of Ziploc bags of Clorox wipes. I bought like a big container of it from the store. And then I just put like 10 in little tiny sandwich or snack bags and had those in my suitcase and in my purse and just had travel bags because all the travel stuff was out when I went to go. <laughs> like there was nothing. If you want to feel better, just make your own travel set to be clean. That's a great tip. Thank great. you all so much for having me. I appreciated talking about it. And like I said, traveling is such a fun thing. So I love talking about this and to encourage anybody else to go travel. That as long as you take the proper precautions, you'll be okay. Well, and I think we've all, you know, being quarantined, being stuck at home. I know I just sat there and was like, where can I go next whenever we can? (laughs) So I think everyone is wanting to travel, wanting to go on vacation. It's just a matter of if they feel comfortable doing that. So we appreciate you talking to our listeners and sharing your experience with us. Thank you so much for having me. Brooke was an example of how people travel domestically and at the very beginning of the pandemic. So let's fast forward and think about what it's like to travel now, especially to an international market, which has been in a level four travel advisory for months now. So it's just opening back up. So now we have a chance to talk to Jacob. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, great. I'm uh, Jacob Tietzman. I'm a recent graduate from the University of Tennessee. Um, Originally, I'm from Germany and I moved here to Tennessee due to school and also my wife is from Tennessee. So now we live here in Tennessee. (laughs) Congratulations on your recent graduation. Go Vols, go. Thank you. Yes, go (laughs) Vols. Um, So will you tell our listeners a little bit about your recent travels and what you experienced? Sure. So I I recently uh, surprised visit my family in Germany, which I haven't seen in a year. Um, and I was able to go. Luckily, due to COVID, the trip was a little bit postponed. But I was able to go 
eventually um, I went for 10 days and traveled from TYS, Knoxville, to Dallas, then to London, and then to Berlin. And then Wow. Same that was back. quite a long trip. On your process, you got to see different approaches to how airports are doing things during the time of the pandemic from our local airport through a major hub in the U.S., through a major hub in Europe, on into Germany. So can you tell us a little bit about that experience and maybe offer some tips to our listeners on what they might expect or what they could do if they were planning international travel? Sure. Yeah. You mentioned already, I've seen a few approaches from, from different airports. So starting off in, in Knoxville, uh, flew out on an on a early afternoon in Knoxville, which was quite nice. The airport was really empty compared to, to usual times and very empty. So right from the get go, I really felt safe. Um, everybody had to wear masks, which was also reassuring. And then the emptiness of the airport just made it feel comfortable. As you know, you, you were able to keep your distance from other people. And so, yeah, just arrived two hours early, just gave myself enough time to go through security and stuff, which didn't take long at all. And then just waited up on my flight. Um, the first thing there I did, I think, was waiting to let everybody else board the airplane first and then go last, if that's possible to do. I think that's a good approach to kind of avoid those crowds in the aisles and, you know, having people in in your back and stuff in their luggage and the overhead bins. So if you can, just board last, I would say. And then I also was able to get a window seat, which was nice. I heard the the air circulation in the airplane is a little bit better on on the window seats. And then I also turned on my overhead air ventilation which which kind of circulated there around me a little bit better. So those are some of the tips that I guess I could offer listeners. But yeah, then I traveled to Dallas. I really had a short connection time there, which was nice. Also, I just ran from one gate to the next. I noticed it was really, really empty, very surprising, and awkward to see, I guess. But I really had a short connection there, so I didn't see much. Went from one flight to the next, which was nice as well. The long-haul flight from Dallas to London was more empty. The, the airplane, the, the regional flight from Knoxville to Dallas felt like was full, booked full. But the, the long-haul flight was a little bit emptier, which was also nice. So you had more room. You didn't have that many people crowded together, which made it more comfortable. And then arriving in London, again, the same, same picture. The airport was, compared to usual times, very empty. On my way to Germany, I really had short connections, which was really nice too. So I tried to minimize that connecting time at the airport. So um, yeah, in London, again, there was was very empty. Um, security lines were pretty much non-existent. Um, so you could really move fast through everything and didn't really have to gather with crowds. So that was nice. And then the, the regional flight again from London to Berlin was surprisingly full. But um, again, it was it was nice to see everybody had to wear masks, um, which made it reassuring. And yeah, just being in the airports and, and having this, this emptiness there kind of made it reassuring that it's you know safe to travel in a way. Well, and I'm just curious because you are from Germany and you got to go visit post pandemic. How is it different there? Because, you know, some of our listeners have been international travelers before and they see their countries from their previous experiences. They know what's going on in the U.S. How is it different in the European markets? Right, right. Yeah, so it was really, uh, it was different, a different feel, I would say. Um, being or, you know, having experienced it here in the U.S., it was kind of, I was more concerned traveling. But once I've got to Europe or at least once I got to Germany, I, I felt like I was more more safe there since the cases were really low since the beginning of May. They compared to to the U.S. very low. Still, everybody had to wear masks. Um, so even even in Europe, uh, even at the airports there, 
um, the measurements or the precautions that they took um, at the airports were were all, I think, sufficient or was sufficient. Um, but yes, it was a little bit different picture um, in Germany. So you still had to wear masks in, in the stores and if you went places, but the overall feel of being people in the streets and just going about their business um, was, a, was a little bit, yeah, refreshing to kind of, I wouldn't say go back to normal times or not, you know, having that sense of danger, I guess. So, so that was quite nice to experience, um, just being or knowing the fact that the cases were a little bit lower and, and then the chances to, to get the virus were, I guess, a little bit lower. So that was a little different. But um, yeah, overall, I felt throughout the whole traveling process, even in the US, I, I think I felt very safe just because it was I was able to avoid crowds in the airports, um, even though it's not possible really in the airplane um, and the regional flights were booked uh, pretty good even in that you, you sort of still felt reassured that everybody had, had to wear a mask which helped a lot and then you know the air circulation the airplanes are very good so overall i still felt you know safe enough to travel and i would do it again <laughs> well i love the tips that you shared about um because i haven't heard that air circulates better at a window seat and then also to keep your air vent on that i think those are two really good practical tips that our listeners can take away for sure Yes, yes, I would definitely recommend that. So, so like I said, I was able to. If you're able to book a window seat, I just uh, air circulates kind of from that side better. And then, yes, I, that's just tips that I heard or kind of heard before as well from somebody else. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll definitely do that. So it sounds good. Um, just open up that air ventilator up there overhead, so you kind of have a good air circulation around yourself and not, you know. So, so that that's some of the good tips. And I guess if you can, you know, board last or, you know, one of the last persons, I think that's kind of avoiding the crowds in the aisle, that also helps a little bit. So yeah, that, that would be some of the tips that I could give. So was your family surprised to see you? Yes, they were very excited. Um, nobody knew uh, except my brother. Uh, we kind of planned it together, but my uh, mom and other two siblings and my dad, they didn't have any any clue. Uh, my, my biggest sister is pregnant with twins right now, and uh, she was she was very excited, very emotional. So I, I was happy to see them all, especially her, obviously, with being pregnant. And yeah, glad I got to go, glad I was able to. And yeah, they were happy as well. <laughs> That's awesome. So you kind of mentioned your biggest tips that you recommend for our listeners you kind of already hit on it too. You felt comfortable during your experience and would you feel comfortable traveling again soon? Yes, uh, I think I would definitely would. I would love to travel again soon. I don't know if I will, but um, you never know, hopefully. But yes, I definitely, definitely would feel safe enough. Just what I've mentioned, just because the, the usual crowds, usual fluctuation of, of people in the airports is just emptier right now. And you really able to avoid crowds like, you know, like waiting on, on your boarding and you don't have to sit in this big crowd of people. You can move around and, and you find space to kind of avoid these crowds, kind of get, get a little bit of space. So, so I, that really made it reassuring. All the measurements that are in place at the airports and even in the airplane, I think make it, you know, obviously the virus is still there. You know, there's not a 100% chance of not getting it, but the measurements I felt like was really um, reassuring both from the airports and the airlines. Um, so, so I definitely would travel again. And everybody's wearing a mask. So that, again, is reassuring as well. Yeah. And you kind of hit on it. It is very eerie seeing all of these big airports that you're used to seeing full of people. And then there's there's not that many people there. So it does make you feel safe, but it's it's a weird feeling. 
I, I know, I know. It was it was very strange. Like I said, Dallas Airport, major hub in the U.S., absolutely empty, and it was a early, after, well, it was an afternoon, early evening, which um, flights to Europe usually leave at that, around those times, and it was just absolutely empty. Stores or restaurants, some of them were closed. You didn't really have this the scene. It just it was it was very strange. It was very different, and also from my experience, I had to go through immigration coming back to the U.S. And usually you wait around, it could be up an hour until you get to the immigration office. So I was was through there through the whole process, probably around 20 minutes, not much longer, which was absolutely strange just because of usual times. It's so much busier. So that was really a different experience, but it was great to fly again. It was great to to have the experience of traveling. And yeah, I definitely would do it again. (laughs) Perfect. Well, Becky, do you have anything that you want to add? Now, this has just been so interesting, and thank you for sharing your story, because we get so many questions about international travel and what to expect, and and since we're not an international airport, we don't get firsthand experience explanations like this, so thank you for sharing this. This will be very helpful to our listeners. Great, yeah, happy to answer some of those questions. So yeah, it was definitely different. You had different approaches from the regional airports and the international travel. Perfect, Jacob. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. So finally, we are going to hear about air travel from a different perspective. We are going to talk with an airport authority employee who actually works in customer service here at the airport, but is a huge aviation enthusiast and travels all the time just because. So let's hear what he has to say. Well, welcome, Tom, to the podcast. If you don't mind, take a second and introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, so I've been with MKA, which is the airport authority, since March. I'm a customer service agent. And on the side, whenever I'm not working, I like to uh, review airlines and see, you know, what could be better, you know, from a customer service point of view. Is the seat comfortable? Are the flight attendants good? Is the plane clean? Things like that. So I love aviation. I'm a bit of an av geek myself, but I'm super happy to be here. I've been a longtime listener of this podcast. Well, we are so glad you that. <laughs> I feel super honored to be on here. It just it just doesn't even feel real. <laughs> oh, good, good. So, Tom, recently, where have you traveled to and why? So, I've been traveling a little bit. The flights I wanted to choose were with American and with Delta, and they were mainline flights. So, one of the reasons why I've been traveling so much is I wanted to see how each airline's handling this pandemic. And basically, every airline's kind of doing something different to each other. So, I flew from Dallas-Fort Worth to Chicago O'Hare, on mainline American. And one of the things that I noticed when I went on with them was the flight was very full. There were no seats capped, but as soon as you came onto the plane, you were given like a plastic bag and had sanitizer and had a snack and water, but that was really it. So, you know, the flights were full. You had that. You really don't see the flight attendants as much too. Like with not having a meal service, what they do is they just hand it out when you come on. So that's kind of like a different perspective, like from what you're used to is you're used to seeing you know, those flight attendants come by and give you your meal service and things like that. So now they're just kind of coming by doing their safety checks and, and basically collecting trash. So with American, it's kind of different compared to what my experience was with Delta. Delta, you come on board. Um, I did a flight from Detroit down to Dallas with Delta. And this was on like one of their newer planes. And it was really, really fun experience. But as soon as you come on board, you're given like a little wipe and you can use that wipe to like wipe down things like uh, food tray tables and air vents. I'm a bit of a germaphobe myself, so <laughs> I really use that to you know wipe down all the common areas. And one of the cool things about Delta 
that I found is they give you like a little plastic bag throughout the flight and they just hand it out to you and has like snacks and water, hand sanitizer. And it's, it's similar. But another thing about Delta too, is they're capping their flights at I believe 60%. So most of the time, whenever I flew with Delta, I had my whole row to myself or, you know, I at least had the middle row blocked off depending on aircraft configurations and things like that. So it's been really interesting to see how each airline is handling this pandemic. That's for sure. And so you've traveled not only on those two flights, but on a lot of flights you mentioned. And so what are some pointers you'd give our listeners who uh, may be considering travel this fall? I, th- I personally believe that flying right now is cleaner than it's ever been before. Um, so inside the airplanes, you have the HEPA filter and they clean out the air every couple of minutes. So you're getting fresh air inside that cabin. And when those planes are on the ground, they're being cleaned. I know our airport's doing that extremely well. All the airlines are doing that too. Um, whenever that plane's on the ground, they're making sure, you know, all the common areas are clean. So one of the things I like to do (laughs) is I kind of keep like hand sanitizer on me. You can carry a little bit of hand sanitizer now through, uh, the checkpoint. I keep a little bit of that on me every time I eat before I board the flight. I always go wash my hands because you just don't know where, (laughs) you know, you just don't know what you're going to be touching. You don't know where people have been. That could be a bit of my germaphobe side, but I personally feel like flying right now is like super safe because I know these planes are being cleaned really well. Well, and you mentioned that the airlines are not doing food service, but they you mentioned a couple of times that they give a little bit of a snack or a bottle of water. Yeah. Do you encourage people to take their snacks with them if they're going on a long flight? It depends on the airline. So when I flew with American Eagle, I would do a Knoxville to Dallas flight and there would be no meal service. But when I flew from Knoxville to Atlanta with Delta Connection, there was a meal service and that's a much shorter flight. So it kind of just depends. So like American, I was doing some research and apparently American's not doing like any meals, meal services on flights below 900 miles. Um, So if I knew there wouldn't be a meal service, I would just go to the store inside the terminal and go get some water, go get some snacks and bring it on. And that's what American Airlines has been really encouraging that to kind of just go get your own items while you're at the airport. And Tom, you mentioned that um, you can now take hand sanitizer through the checkpoint. And I think TSA is now allowing travelers to take up to 12 ounces of hand sanitizer. So that's extremely helpful. It helps a lot. And most people don't know about that. So like, you know, I haven't been at work physically, um, but that's, I'm honestly shocked that I haven't had more, you know, questions about, hey, can I bring hand sanitizer? How much can I bring? I think a lot of people need to be more aware of that. So you had come from a different perspective. You actually work at an airport. So do you feel like airports are doing what they need to make sure that the passengers feel comfortable when they come through the terminal building? Oh yeah. It's extremely safe. I mean, it's been interesting going like between different states and seeing how airports are, you know, like when, when I like to travel, I like to go see like the food options at the airport. Um, I really enjoy that perspective. And it's like certain states you go to, there's more food options open. But overall, it's like it feels like at every airport you go to, like half of them are closed because, you know, it's just not as busy as what it used to be. And they're doing, I guess, some, you know, special hours like I know what we're doing with the HMS guest at TYS. So it's been interesting to see like how <laughs> certain states have different policies, but the airports, you can tell like they're really cleaning them. Like the bathrooms, I know like they all these airports are staffing those bathrooms and making sure they're clean every so often. So where is your next trip? Where are you traveling to next? I'm traveling down to um, Orlando. I actually am really looking forward to it because it's on a bigger airplane. We, it's a Boeing 757, which is what at TYS, we get the 757s with FedEx and UPS. So um, it's a bit of an iconic plane. So I'll be taking that down from Atlanta to Orlando. And of course, the little flight from Knoxville to Atlanta with Delta Connection. 
Thanks, Tom, for joining us today. We appreciate having you on the podcast and for you and sharing your tips for people who are traveling this fall. Oh, no problem. Like I said, I'm super honored to be on the podcast. So we just threw a lot of different perspectives at you. And hopefully you feel a little bit more comfortable about where we're at in air travel right now. Especially about what airports are doing, what you can expect on and off of an airplane. And then the tips that they provided, some of them I didn't even think about, like the air being fluctuated within the cabin or like the one that you provided from your personal trip about making sure maybe it's a nonstop flight. All things that you can think about when you're trying to make your travel decisions. And we understand that getting on the airplane again, going on vacation, traveling is a personal decision. But hopefully these small tips and these travelers sharing their perspective helps you feel a little bit more comfortable next time you're making that decision to travel. And we want to be here to help. So if you're listening to this and some of the questions have popped into your mind after listening to some of these conversations, please just reach out to us on our website or through social media, because we want to be here to help and we want to be able to provide you with the information you need to feel as safe as possible when you're traveling through airports across our country and across the globe. Absolutely. And information and things change all the time. So feel free to reach out to us and we will be happy to help you in any way that we can. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of From the Runway Up. And we hope that you will join us again next time.